Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the MBA Jam. This is the host and founder, Avinash. Today we're talking to Garima Bharadwaj. Garima has recently shifted to a new role of leading strategy at an IoT company called Enlight Research. Garima's previous experience includes leading business development and partnerships at the Moms Corp. Co, not Cop, sorry, the Mums Co, uh, driving strategic alliances and partnerships at Oyo Rooms. I'm really excited to know more about that. <laughs> and business development for Microsoft Dynamics practice in the APAC region. Um, Garima has done her MBA from the Great Lakes Institute of Management in India. Garima, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, Avinash. So good to actually finally be able to connect you <laughs> and to this entire community of some amazing people. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Karima, for that. So, you know, obviously, as you could see, my description of yours was so thin. <laughs> uh, I have not done justice to it. So how, how would you like to fill in the gaps over there? You can start um, wherever you think is appropriate. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I will go very chronologically cool. uh, because it is more about a platform where um, I guess people talk about how MBA happened, what did they do during their MBA. And uh, a lot of people actually before starting an MBA already kind of made up their mind what they want to do. Hmm. So I think it will be a very chronological order for me also so cool. that I can just logically keep filling go in for there. it. Yeah. So uh, I did my MBA because before my MBA, I was an engineer. And my simple reason was I didn't want it to be an engineer anymore. <laughs> I, <laughs> I realized the moment I got into uh, Infosys, just like everybody else, just uh-huh. like uh, 50,000 people who were more with me in the Mysore campus, I realized, oh, my God, this is too pretty. But let me be just out of this as soon as possible. Uh, so what so- got? you into engineering and what what got you out or what 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 do you remember like a certain moment that you realized that this is not for you uh yeah so it happened during the placement times when Mm. people were applying to tcs and my question to people was uh, by the way what is tcs uh, they're like, okay, we're applying to Tata Consultancy Services as a systems engineer. And I asked them, what is a systems engineer supposed to do? Mm-hmm. They said, uh, we'll figure out once we get placed and when we go for the training. So I thought, uh, okay, maybe I'm too fuzzy in my mind right now, but probably when I end up being there, I will understand more. So once I went to this amazingly pretty beautiful campus of Infosys is when I realized that I just admire beauty of the place. What it is trying to teach me apart from it, the Javas and the Cs and the C++, that is not my thing. The languages that I rather learn is uh, more vocab oriented and not the computer ones as and then I realized, okay, fine. Uh, I, I think I've done my part of my engineering. Now I need to be more towards the real world side. I cannot be at the back end and be one smart coder. That's uh-huh. not in me. So I, I just couldn't. I think the only program I can still write is Hello World. So, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that is how it happened. And the only other natural extension, very sadly, in our country is um, MBA as an alternate. Mm. 
because okay you don't know what you're trying to do why don't you do an mba and you'll figure out what you're actually trying to do so uh, i think uh, i was bitten by the same herd bug which bites everybody that okay i really don't know what am i doing but i'm not even sure what i want to do so let me do an mba right very interesting so at, at when did you finish your bachelor's which year was that uh so it was in 2010 that i finished my bachelor's right 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 and that's when you you joined infosys uh, as an engineer right right i see cool cool yeah okay great so uh you know after you so and when did you start your mba that was in 2012 i started it in 2012 yeah ah okay yeah cool so what were you doing between you know engineering and your mba uh so post my engineering i joined infosys which was a tenure for about 6 to 7 months and when finally the training period and everything got over mm. uh and i had already realized by then that this is not my cup of tea i really need to do something else um and hence i tried to join mba courses and classes after that and also tried to do some other odd jobs so that uh, at the same time i'm not sitting absolutely doing nothing because mm. uh, like that would ruin my cv completely so i was associated with an ngo i was associated with um, a family run business which was trying to move to a corporate business now and doing things like these by the time i prepared for my mba so 2011 went like this and 2012 is when i started with my mba right but that's that's a really brave decision right because i think the easier decision would have been look i don't like engineering but let me stick through this let me at least you know have the engineering title on my cv uh, you know so that at least people know that i'm doing something reputable you know as as a software engineer working in <laughs> it so why did you choose the harder route instead of just sticking through it uh and and just somehow managing your way through <laughs> uh it was because uh whatever choices that i make for my career which are like the final choices i don't want to be just one average joe person there mm. if i am not good at something and i already know i'm not enjoying do it i cannot continue doing it for a very long period of time and that's a, i think that's more of a personality trait mm. so when i realized that i am going to be one mediocre person trying to do something in some software company amongst those thousands of people and question my entire existence every day that what am i really doing and in my school i used to be a very people's person i used to be participating in debates and narrations this that so i just couldn't fit the bill there and uh, it just got me into thinking that i in fact thought what you just said that you know there were a lot of friends of mine who were trying to do this they were like okay you know instead of taking a gap and a yeah. hit on the cv we rather stay in a engineering job in some of the other company and we'll do it whenever that happens but i thought that it would be such a waste of my time and probably the company will waste resources on me i will waste my time there and it will not yield into something and it will frustrate me a lot more i might as well just leave this take a decision and then figure out is mba something that what i really want to do after this what if answer to that is also no i wouldn't again want to do mm. something which doesn't excite me or in which i just turn out to be any other person amongst those thousand people yeah i mean that's 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 really good to hear you know that's that's, that's actually quite a relief that you know you <laughs> did that because i'm really hoping there are a lot more people can actually 
you know, once your mind is made up of that, that the fact that what you're doing is not what you want to be doing, I wish a lot more people escape from that quicker rather than later. Uh, as you might have seen, it's it's it just it just binds you. I, I still know a lot of people in India who were working with me in engineering. I I started off in a similar path, you know, started in engineering, and mm-hmm. I. Even I realized very soon that I was so bad at it, uh, but then <laughs> I did not quit, you know, uh, because looking back, I don't know why, probably because I thought I wanted to be good at it, but I never managed to, but at least I quit someday, you know, but I know a lot of people where they have spent now like 10, 15 years and yeah, they still right. complain that they don't want to be doing it. I'm like, then why did you continue for 15 years? <laughs> Right. Their life has gone there. I still remember I used to have a bunch of friends in Infosys and they were so fried there. They would get their return ticket once every month that I am going back to my hometown never to come back. And the surprise is they are, these are the people who are still stuck to the company. <laughs> they have not left. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, so, <laughs> okay, that's, that's really good. So you made up your mind and then you started with the MBA uh, coaching classes, etc. Okay, good. So what was, was Great Lakes, you know, the, the university that you were aiming for? What were your other choices? You know, what was your thought process at that point of time? Okay, so I think when it comes to taking career decisions, at least up till 2014, I was the most confused kid possible. <laughs> So um, when I was working with this uh, family run company and I was trying to set up some of the HR services and HR services in a family run business is anyway not a big deal. So I thought, oh, wow, I'm really great at HR. I think I'll kill it at Exilerai. <laughs> and <laughs> and also I had a few friends who were studying there. I'm like, wow, they will be my seniors. It will be awesome. I think I am just born to be an HR individual. Uh, so I absolutely concentrated only on the examination, which is ZAT, which uh, mm-hmm. takes you through all the Xavier colleges, including Exilerai. And I just prepared for it. Cat form came, cat form went. I don't even care because I'm like the next HR in town. <laughs> I am going. I'm going to make it so big in my life. But and I, I have even... I have a feeling based on based on your tone of voice. I have a feeling it did not end well. <laughs> so, I think it's good for this entire universe that it didn't end well. <laughs> Because I was like, damn, I'm going to kill it. Um, being an HR, it's going to be so cool. And um, now what happens, I just gave my ZAT exam and I didn't score enough to be getting into Exilerai. Right. So XIMB and all, I didn't want to get into. And then suddenly I got to know, okay, Great Lakes is the still college remaining where I can apply with my percentile. So I'll give that a shot. It's not that bad a college. After all, it started by one of the co-founders of ISB who Mm. himself is a faculty in Kellogg's and a lot of other good things about the faculty. So let's give it a shot. And I ended up giving a very funny interview. So after that, I'm like, what am I trying to do? I really have to really go into an MBA college right now. Hmm. And um, then is when Great Lakes happened. So it was not 
already a choice because uh, I, in fact, I would say that the state of education is not great in India. You don't get a lot of good counseling. Um, mm. When you're in engineering, people tell you about doing an MBA, but they restrict themselves to talking about the ISBs and the IIMs. What beyond it? Uh, what is actually good? What route should be taken? What matches your skill set? A lot of people do not talk about it. And that is when we make a lot of mismatched decisions. There is no right or wrong ones, but they are probably not good or bad ones. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but I would say I was lucky enough to come into a college which actually had some amazing faculty and some very interesting subjects. And after I started doing an MBA, people already know it that, okay, MBA is going to be amazing. It is going to change me. It did not happen to me all at once. I think I was very slow. I kept on learning and kept on imbibing the things which were good for me there and kept on rejecting things. And then is when I realized, oh, okay, this is why MBA was important. So for me, it was a very natural course. I took my own time to understand mm -hmm. things and an MBA. Uh, why was I doing it? Like those are the answers which came to me are probably after I finished it. Right, right. <laughs> very interesting. So, so I mean, so what was your expectation of, of the MBA versus the reality when you actually entered, you know, inside the MBA? Because, because you were obviously someone who had given some kind of thought process before going into it. So you must have gone with some kind of expectation, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as I told you, when I say I wanted to be an HR, it was in my mind that, mm. you know, I will take up only courses like this and MBA is going to change my life because, right. you know, business leaders come out of an MBA and uh, these are the placements you end up at. What is the entire process which happens and how much effort you really have to put in is something which you only learn on the go. It just doesn't happen. So when my MBA started and after my um, the semesters ended when you were now uh, the first two semesters that mm. is and now you were supposed to select the subjects is when I realized that no I'm probably not even meant for HR this is what my first two semesters taught me they actually taught me the things that I don't want to be so maybe I'm a more numbers person so let me take up finance because I have to make extreme decisions in my life Right. But that's really good, right? Because, okay, yes, I mean, you had experienced the HR side and you were obviously thinking that's one possible avenue you could go down, but you still went with your mind open. You know, you were still open to serendipitous moments. Oh, shit, I'm not even getting the word anymore. <laughs> uh, you're still open to chance <laughs> and yeah, the opportunity. I got the serendipity. To yes. Oh, my God. It's, it's been a tiring day. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're still open to that. that. That's really amazing. Yeah, because I, as uh, honestly, I'm telling you, Avinash, once your MBA starts, uh, all you need to do is let go of any kind of walls that you have created around that. Okay, you know, this is my mindset. I have come here to take in finance. I am going to be an investment banker. Hmm. Probably I just want to be your HR. I just want to be the top notch salesperson. It's only over time that you have to understand where your interest really lies. And that is why the curriculum is designed like that. Our curriculum was designed very beautifully. In fact, one very interesting subject, which I'm sure no other uh, college 
in india definitely has it it was called mm. emerging economies mm. it taught us in every semester about a new country and the challenges and the opportunities in that country of doing business mm. uh the india was there vietnam was there myanmar was there so it opened up our mind to a lot of things during that course i realized that okay business is what interests me mm. it is not it will never be restricted to being an hr or being a finance person or being a marketing person i want to do something more i want to holistically look at business because i want to grow businesses i and see yeah that is what mba completely changed for me from being a very non serious student throughout my engineering and being a very casual approach kind of a person before my mba my mba really changed me a lot very very interesting so did you know about all this before you you know entered the university did you know that something like emerging economies or some such courses were there or did you just discover after you went in i just discovered there for me emerging and submerging were just a part of physics before that <laughs> <laughs> i i had no clue and when emerging economies came in uh, i was a science student for me the word economy is meant for commerce folks why am i even studying it and my entire problem throughout my mba was anybody who had done a bachelor's in commerce i would just ask them dude why are you doing a mba like again you just did it last year yeah <laughs> because they seem to know know everything and so i didn't know about it once the courses started and honestly the faculty that we would get it was amazing the way that they opened up our mind these would be the people if somebody is teaching us about africa he would be a person who would have at least taught in africa or worked in africa for a good decade or more mm. so they knew the ins and outs marketing for me marketing always meant advertising i yeah. thought that is what those people do that is what <laughs> marketing and then we had this very quiet calm professor from university of maryland teaching four p's of marketing and i'm like what just happened here <laughs> uh why are they not showing us cadbury ads they look so good i love zuzu <laughs> <laughs> no that's fantastic you know that that's really good to hear those experiences so i mean so before you actually got you know blown over by such amazing you know diversified uh, courses did you did you did you have any regrets before that you know saying you know if only if i would have tried harder at you know zat and only if i would have written cat i mean did great lakes before you discovered this amazing world did great lakes seem like a compromise to you like what was your mindset at that point of time oh yes it did and mm. i'll be very candid about it it seemed to me like that not uh for a very small amount of time but for long mm. in fact for even those two years that i was at college i would always think that you know had i just got those extra 2 percentile i would have been studying in xlri so no matter how good great lakes was for those two years i would always find myself to be in a very compromising state that uh what have i really done you know i probably seriously deserved xlri and um I don't know if this is the best career choice that I've opted for. It is after MBA when I realized the worth of my MBA. During my MBA I learned a lot of things. So uh Uncle Bala as we fondly call him, the mm. dean of Great Lakes, he used to say something all the time when he used to come and give us lectures. 
and we would all start giggling the moment he would say this line he would say your network is your net worth <laughs> very <laughs> and, interesting and we would always giggle at it i'm like uh, what does he mean uh, because nobody could relate to it once my mba got over i realized that you it really does not matter what college you've come from it's all about what have that what has that college made you and what you have been able to imbibe during your journey to through those two years very subconsciously during two years we don't realize those things but it's when we start putting it to practical use and we're like oh yeah i that is what mba did to me yeah that is probably i should have realized it back then it didn't so it was post my mba when i started giving a lot of importance to my college i see very interesting you know you know to to be honest um uh, this you're actually the second person i know who's from great lakes because um the first person i know who did mba from great lakes is actually one of my very good friends uh oh, he yeah. he's almost like a brother to my wife's you know wife <laughs> what i want to say so so <laughs> he's he's that close and uh, he he was excellent at sales you know before he did his mba and then uh, we used to talk about it a lot uh, you know about his future and his career and one day he comes to me and he's like dude i'm doing this mba from great lakes i'm like where for where what <laughs> and he's like great lakes i'm like yeah are you sure man because i've never heard of that college and you know i had by then i had finished the mba from imperial london i'm like why don't you try abroad i, I don't know because besides the iams and isp i'm not sure of institution India will really cut it and he's like no i've just made up my mind and you know 6 months later i asked him so how's it going i wasn't expecting a positive response and he's like it's mm. fantastic and you know he starts talk telling about very similar stuff as what you said you know marketing strategy and data analysis and you know okay. stuff like marketing and predictive analytics and all that stuff and i was like what the hell are you talking about even we haven't studied all that <laughs> <laughs> so he was like blown away actually he was a batch after you uh he did 2014 to 2015 okay uh, yeah so that was really interesting and that's when i was like awesome i mean great lakes is is much better than you know what i had expected and then after that actually proved because after that he went on to head the sales for pagal gay Um, oh, wow. as we were discussing so you know his career has actually accelerated much after that and that's when i was like people should take great lakes more seriously than they probably know probably they do and that's why i was really excited to have you on the show because i i also want to get this word out there that you know there are more universities such as the great lakes in india you know besides the iims and the isps isp one <laughs> <laughs> no there is one in mohali also you can do a pluto oh wow there. okay isps yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's really fantastic yeah so uh, in fact what was amazing is you get the kind of people where else would i be able to meet philip kotler where else can i yeah. get ashwat damodaran to come and lecture uh, in fact we used to have these research projects in our second year mm. which i did with somebody who was an associate of philip kotler so she resides wow. in us she has her own uh, analytics firm and she just came in to give a guest lecture i loved it and i'm like if i have to do a research it has to be with her with nobody else and i just went to my dean and he was like yeah sure why not we can definitely coordinate it and uh, the research was interesting it was about subliminal effects of advertising in hollywood movies uh, 
it i think i had a brilliant time doing that kind of a research and she came in with a lot of insights and in fact she made us meet kotler as well again wow. so fantastic yeah so i think it was totally brilliant it was totally worth it because these things that we would crib about at one point that oh my god damn she makes me do so much work uh, i don't think i would have spent so much time in doing a phd also post it is when i realized that these things are really given importance to and uh, what ashwath damodaran would speak at that time would seem okay mm. out of the college if you tell it to people people are amused that why did you even meet him okay because he came to my college to give a lecture really he comes to your college to give lectures uh, yeah it it didn't seem a big deal back then uh, but in fact our dean um apart from uncle bala the dean for our program also these were absolutely brilliant academicians and um, it is not just they taught us good stuff they were really well connected in the industry so even if you have a question which is pertaining to industry before your placement after your placement during your internship and for you just have to reach out to them and for them all the industry people were just to call away nice that's fantastic you know i mean i i wish a lot more such institutions do come up to try and bring experiences from different places and uh, also you know just just get a lot of industry experience into the classrooms because uh, otherwise the curriculum sometimes tend to be so old and so ancient that you do need this you know air uh, fresh air once in a while right absolutely and honestly i'll tell you a very funny thing i used to have this organizational behavior and ethics class which mm-hmm. was mandatory and i thought that one day i will die because i can't sustain <laughs> these classes anymore <laughs> and i just can't do it and somehow i managed with the poorest grade ever in my life i just passed in these subjects you won't believe it like one month earlier i realized the importance of ob in my life i never thought organizational behavior i would even think of it after. you mean one one from today like last month yeah yeah oh yeah, wow like okay last month. <laughs> uh, so i was supposed to lecture a group of people and during that i realized oh shit this is ob and i have just used it for a very practical scenario hell everything in um, mba is important i should have paid more heed to it yeah yeah absolutely you know you you're so right because I was not dissimilar as you can imagine you know <laughs> because I also came from a science background and I was like and you know coming from India you look for the ROI in everything right right <laughs> so I was starting to look at ROI in electives so I was like maybe if I take venture capital and you know some kind of finance uh-huh. and I learn numbers like you look for the tangible stuff you know because yeah, your parents teach you na paisa vasool paisa vasool and you know and so I started looking for this um, tangible stuff but now but then after After I finished the MBA, my friend and I we used to keep discussing. We we're like, you know, we should have taken that OB class a lot more seriously. And you know, the same OB professor led another class that that was called managing negotiations. And you know, once we entered the workplace and once we got promoted to the leadership, you know, capacity, we were like. shit man we have no idea how to manage these negotiations with prize vendors and all that stuff you know i mean that's that's like you read you read body languages you have to try and you know read between the lines and we never actually learned all that very well so you're absolutely right you know looking back we wish we would have focused a lot more <laughs> than we did <laughs> 
That's true. I think that's the beauty of MBA. You realize all your learnings only after you're over it. (laughs) For those two years, you're just scribbling about everything that you study. You're just scribbling about your grades. All you want to do is just cool stuff in the college because at the end of the day, it's college. But once it's over, you realize it's important. It was important. It is important. It's still making me relevant. So, although uh, it is a great platform for networking, but if somebody is really able to give proper justice to it, I think it's an amazing platform to realize your own potential, which we do only after a couple of years of MBA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, specifically in your case, like you had very little experience before you did your MBA. And after doing your MBA, you've had a lot more experience. Now, looking back, uh, you know, of course, we all take good decisions looking back. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> looking back, do you think that was still the right time for you to do the MBA? Or do you think you could have waited for some time? Or yeah, wh- where's your thought process on that? Uh, now I think it was a good time because had I been doing an MBA, if it was younger and I was probably thinking about doing an MBA right now, maybe I could have thought about more experience because now there are a lot more opportunities in the market because of, because of a lot of startups who are mm. there. There are so many positions. Back when I was doing an MBA, it was difficult to get a decent job which you actually want to be experienced at. True. So even the people who enter MBA, they are engineers. They really don't know what, most of them at least, don't know what they are doing. They're just gaining some kind of experience which enhances the number of years, but not necessarily the skill set. Right now, there are a lot more opportunities in the market for freshers. So you can be doing some cool stuff, some amazing stuff, which aligns with your skill set. But back then, the opportunities were absolutely limited. If I was not at Infosys, I possibly could have joined a Tech Mahindra or or TCS for that matter. But that was not of my interest. So I think I did it at a decent time. And Mm. when I came out, the market was booming. Nice, nice, fantastic. Good. So yeah, moving, moving past or moving after the MBA as well. So I think during your MBA, you started off as an intern at Godridge. Am I right? Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay, great. And then after you finish your MBA, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile, you know. <laughs> so did you yeah. actually start off a job at Godridge itself? Or was that still yes. a part of your internship? Oh, that was a no, job. no, it, it was a job. So after my internship got over, mm. and it was pretty sure that I was definitely going to end up at Godridge one, because I really like the chill culture I was still in the chill mode in life (laughs) (laughs) where I was like okay this is an extension to my MBA I love this job I love this company I love the city Uh, let me just be here and um, after I joined it um, so Godrich is a very big company at the end of the day Uh, you're a small cog in the wheel um, so you're Again, trying to find out what you're doing, Mm. what is really your calling. And now after you've done your MBA, you don't want to repeat the same thing, what you do after engineering, because you've always done it once. Correct. Uh, So after my six, seven months into Godrich, uh, there was a boom in the number of startups. 2014 was flourishing in India. It was raining startups Mm. because Flipkart had succeeded. Snapdeal was becoming bigger. Ola was just starting out its more operations and so on and so forth and i i was like what industry is this what does a startup mean <laughs> i'm not i'm not from a business family so first of all i don't understand business and none of my friends were working in startups all of them were in cushiony nice 
corporate jobs so i'm like what is this now i need to research on it once i started researching i realized that this is some very interesting thing coming up uh, people are doing a lot people these are now individuals who are trying to make big businesses mm. these are young people old people experience inexperience but they are trying to make something big so i started researching on them i started writing articles about them mm. because i was just very carried away by this new kind of economy which was changing the entire landscape because new kind of jobs were coming up companies which were unheard of in india uh, who would think ever that a uber would come into india mm. and um, eBay was not even important till Flipkart started. Amazon came in much later. Yeah. So th- the things were really given importance. The entire shift was happening. And uh, that is when the startup bug actually bit me because that is when I thought that, you know, I really have studied a lot. I have put in two years plus four years before. And now is when I should be taking interest in the things which really entice me what do i want to do i really want to work but now is a good time to be finding out because there is so much in the market which doesn't restrict you by your skill set anymore you can be just going out and experimenting with a lot of kind of jobs with a lot of kind of companies and that is when oyo happened for me mm, i see so so where was oyo at that point of time when you decided to join them how small were they Uh when I joined OYO I joined the Bombay team and the Bombay team was two member team Oh wow Uh yeah so which was also formed just a week before I went to meet them so actually I got in touch with one of the investors because of my researches with the startup industry mm-hmm. and he actually suggested me that you know there is some startup coming up why don't you go and talk to them for a job i said yeah really but i have just landed up with some other job at some other bigger place i am anyway leaving godrich he's like but i thought you wanted to work more i mm. said yeah even i thought so so <laughs> I, i will just go probably i'll just go talk to them I went and I talked to this guy who called himself the city head. He looked to be a very young guy and claimed that he had 10 years of work experience uh-huh. and I thought wow this is some company this guy looks like a college dropout and he's the city head I love this company already <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be here but uh, the best thing was when Oyo was so small that even when I tried googling about it there was just one link that opened up which was oyorooms.com right and which listed three hotels in gurgaon right so my first question when i went to meet this city head was uh, that you run hotels so he yeah. said yes i said um, am i getting a receptionist job <laughs> <laughs> interesting okay so uh, he's like no you have to do some analytics i said but i've done an mba yeah. i'm not going to do analytics <laughs> so he said uh, okay you do bd i'm uh, like but what do you do in bd because in godrej i used to do bd in the apac region they like yeah. you have to speak to hotel owners i'm like like marriott he's like no the one which is located at saki naka i said you got to be kidding me <laughs> <laughs> So um for a day I couldn't come out of it he said okay why don't you take like one week yeah. after you get done with your work every day you come here for about a week or so yeah. work with us try to figure out what we're doing if you tr- understand and if that is something that you like then you just join us so what and do I you mean that was, that was during your godrej days 
Yes, I had already resigned from Godrej, but the Godrej notice period is like three months. I see. They take this takes so long. They just don't want to let you go. It's the best company in the world because they have till date they've not laid off any employee. Yeah, so that is Godrej for you. So wow. I used to go. So Godrej. you quit at Godrej, and then yeah, why did you quit? What made you quit? Were you planning to join a bigger company? No, I was just planning to do more work now because. Uh, honestly in a very very big company you try to not only figure out what is your existence but does your existence makes any sense to either your uh, personal learning mm-hmm. or any kind of thing for the company that you're trying to do okay but so, you quit without having another job in hand uh no actually i quit after i got a job but Eventually, oh. I didn't end up joining that job. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. I thought, I thought you quit and then you were like, I'll just take some time and figure out what I want No, to I could have done that because my notice period was three months. Yeah, In three months, enough. it was easy <laughs> to get a job. But I had got a job and it was at a place where I really wanted to work. I had given so many interviews to be at that place. And then just for Royo, I just left it like that. Are you able to reveal which one that was or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Adobe. Ah, okay. And what what job were you going to do in Adobe? Marketing, some fancy marketing cloud related job I was supposed to do there. Right. Okay. So obviously, going from Godrej to Adobe, which is a much more global brand, makes sense. Right. Uh, but then, absolutely. Right. Okay. So you quit at Godrej to join Adobe, but during your um, <laughs> notice period. Every evening or for a week, you started going to Oyo's offices to actually figure out what they do. Yeah. And towards the end of one week, I realized that probably this is what I want to do. Because there are moments in your life where you just realize you're calling. Hmm. That, okay, yeah, this is just meant for me. So, I mean, based uh, on your story, it looks like you've had several of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I'm a very momentous person. That way. <laughs> Always going by the moment. That's true. But that's really but, good, you know, that, that you actually tend to follow that through. Because otherwise, you know, you, you, you just... you Because the thing is, I think a lot of people have a lot of these moments, but they never... Or they don't capture it as much as they could. Uh, and that's why they have like a lot of regrets after that. But in your case, you're brave enough to just go for it. <laughs> that is probably because I very closely supposed to follow this technique, which is the regret minimization framework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone made so, it really popular. Was it Jeff Bezos? I think absolutely. he keeps talking. Yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, it sounded fancy then. But in hindsight, I think that works for everybody. So even in hindsight, if I have to think about the best decision that I made for my career to date, it was joining Oyo. I will never regret about it. It, I, Even if I would have got Google, I think I should have joined Oyo because what trajectory mm-hmm. it provided to my skill set, to my personality, to my learning, to my network, no other company could have. Because it gave you so much flexibility to do anything. All you needed to do was think about how to grow this big. Because coming from four hotels listed in Gurgaon Mm. to when I quit, we were at 90,000 rooms in India. We were in Malaysia. We were going to Nepal. So we were at all the places. Initially, uh, my parents asked me, what? company are you going to join again yeah. <laughs> i said oyo my dad was like what why are you joining this oy and all 
I said, well, uh, it's not OA and it is OYO. He said, what is it? I said, it's a hotel. He's like, oh shit, you're going to be on the front desk. Why have you studied so much? <laughs> that is so, fantastic. You know, that, that, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about those first, you know, initial period at OYO. So, so it was just a two people in, in Bombay and then you joined uh, them and was the head office based in Gurgaon at that point of time. Uh, so the head office was based at Gurgaon right. and uh, I was like third person. So I started doing market research and uh-huh. uh, till now I have now I have done it, of course. But till Oyo, I had never heard of cold calls and cold calls to a one star, two star hotel owner. Why am I doing it? I am <laughs> never going to stay there. I was very hoity-toity in my own head. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, but uh, so I would call these people up and uh, the best was I was just hoity-toity in my head because they would mm. not give two hoots to me. I would Correct. tell them, oh, you know, I'm speaking from Oyo. They would hang up yeah. saying that we are listed on 25 other portals, not interested. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then I had to call them again. And then I had to make them understand that what we were, what we were trying to do different. And after 15 minutes of conversation, he was like, uh, you know, send me a mail. Oh, wait, I don't even have a mail ID. Chalo, I'll set up a time with you to meet if I have time. And this was the uh, general manager of a hotel, not even an owner. And uh, then realization started happening that, okay, this is the real world. Yeah, this is how yeah. it functions. Exactly. Because uh, because you can't be like, hey, listen to me, buddy. I have done MBA from Great Lakes. He's like, I don't care. I have a business to run. <laughs> Exactly. I have a business to run. And what's great about your lakes? I don't care. (laughs) I have enough to take care of myself. And um, in Bombay, the beauty of business is that people really know how to work. They really know how to run business. So that is all that they care about. Even if it's a small hotel, they run it like a proper business. So it's a very no-nonsense kind of a thing which happens in Bombay. So it took me about a month to generate just leads for meetings for to about to be able to go to people and to explain them what we were doing but towards the end of this one month for the first time i felt so satisfied because this is something that i had done from scratch mm. from taking out the database to figuring out what my pitch has to be to understanding his pain points and then explaining him why are we required and how are we different it just nice. felt good that's really and, interesting you know uh, yeah sorry go on No, no. So I was just saying that, you know, the first hotel that we signed probably was not the fanciest hotel in town. But the happiness that it gave to all of us, all of us being there, putting up, in fact, the OYO board ourselves. Mm. And after the hotel is signed, that was a different kind of a feeling which I'd never felt before. Hi, folks. This is Avinash once again. As you can see, our fantastic conversation with Karima went longer than we expected, which is always good news for us. But in order to make this manageable for everyone, I've decided to split Karima's conversation into two parts. So this is the end of part one. Please tune back again for part two. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to TheMBAJam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.